Hello and welcome to another episode of the FPL Hangover Podcast where we raise the bar and lower the tone all things FPL related. This week folks we got a short and snappy pod due to the quick turnaround of fixtures. Recording this here on a Sunday for release on a Monday. So you regular listeners may know that we're coming at you a little earlier than usual this week. And speaking of coming at you a little earlier than usual. My podcast partner in crime. Seamus how are you getting on my friend? I'm in a dark place. You're not in a dark I'm place. Not, I'm not, I'm not. I actually just... am I'm much better than I was when I came over here. I came over here to to this studio. I'm going to call this house a studio. Yeah. In a, in a place where I needed to bitch and moan and vent for a while. But we, we've, we've kind of discussed our how the game week's been going in preparation for this pot of small bit. And uh, it's got to help me, help me be in a better, more upbeat mood, I guess. You walked in the door and I said to you, as I always do, how are you getting on, my friend? And uh, you, yeah, like, you say oh, that in real life. That's not just life? the pod thing. Uh, no, it's totally a pod thing. <laughs> but uh, how are you getting on? And you were like, oh, I'm just full. I'm full of rage. I can't wait to, to vent. And within 30 seconds, we were just laughing around the place about FPL. Yeah. There was no there was no downbeat, downtrodden fucking nonsense. It was just like, oh, yeah, this is FPL and it's a bunch of bullshit. <laughs> I think a lot of it has come from the fact that when we watched that uh, United-Liverpool game just there, I watched it at home and you watched it here, I assume. I watched it at work. Oh, you're at work. All Rebel. Right. And uh, yeah, I was at home and uh, the whole game, I just had like a tightness. I just, I felt like I couldn't breathe. I was almost suffocating. Such was the pressure Liverpool were putting on United. Uh, look, United improved better second half and uh, yeah, I kind of lifted. But I think uh, there was just the anxiety was... from that game alone just let, was was on me. And I think uh, I just got out of the house, came over here and I was, I'm okay now. It wasn't a great game week though for me. So I think, you yeah, know, there was obviously other contributing factors to that yeah I think uh, there's one big factor and it's uh, it's a certain shade of red that you're not too familiar with in the last 12 to 13 weeks but you're getting more familiar with it two weeks in a row now I believe oh I see red all the time yeah yeah and there was a few incidents this week where I saw red and the overall result was a red goddamn arrow goddamn arrow so what did that do to your overall rank yeah so uh, 14k red arrow this week actually not that bad Ugh. all things considered they're like these were all mar- there was a lot of marginal things. Basically, made a lot of bad decisions this week, and yeah. uh, I nearly got away with um, a green arrow. I mean, if I just like put a captain on somebody who just got appearance points, I think I'd have a green arrow. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. You met. You said you made a, a few bad decisions this week. Talk us through your transfers before uh, before game week twenty three. Yeah, it was the transfers were the bad decisions. You've alluded to it there, and I just suddenly <laughs> I alluded to your the worst, illusion. <laughs> yeah, the worst thing about the transfers I made this week, which aren't bad transfers, I don't think. Um, was that I didn't have to make them this week, if I think about it. At the time, I thought I had to make them last week. And, yeah, my moves were Jimenez out, 13 Oof. points, down the Swanee. Down in the a low-scoring game week, that would have been huge. Um, and, like, that, he matched Aguero's points. Yeah. You know, people had Aguero and Captain Aguero. Um, yeah, I got rid of him, tossed him, like, yesterday's garbage. After all he fucking yeah. did for you, Thomas. And I also got rid of Martial, who was up against Liverpool. Um, kind of knowing that they're probably not going, he's probably not going to score. And, you were right. and he had a one amazing chance to score. And I just would have, I would have been delighted had he scored and equalized against uh, Liverpool today. But I would have also been like, God damn typical. Yeah. I should have known he would have scored against Liverpool after me selling him. It's one of those FPL yeah. worlds meets uh, real life. And it's yeah. just like, Pfft. yeah, it's like, I'm happy, but I hate myself. Yeah. yeah. It's so uh, I lost something 15 points there and I replaced that whoa, with. Whoa, whoa. 
Oh, with the two that you got with out. With the two Sorry, combined. Yes. They're my yeah. two out. 15 points gone. So I'm going to have to do better to get them back in. Mope came in. He got an assist. Then he almost tried to kill somebody and get in a fight. <laughs> and got a yellow card. So he only ended up with four points. You know, not the worst. You know, I spent 5.8 and then four points isn't the bad return. No, he's not. He's not that's what you kind of want from your 5.8 strikers. I yeah, he's my, he was my enabler. It was all to get in Salah who missed one glorious chance earlier on in the game, but managed to get a goal at the death, and then whipped his shirt off to show us all his six-pack, and uh, he got seven. So I traded in those 15 points for 11. Yeah. Not the worst. I'm well set up for the game week, but those are points wasted, you know? Um, and you look at those and kind of go, damn. Damn. Damn, son. Um, but yeah, um, it was either get rid of Ings, Vardy, or Jimenez to to get Salah in. You kept Ings. You kept yeah. Ings. Yeah. And spoiler alert: Ings was one of my was one of my transfers in this week. I think he was my only transfer in, but I have made my transfers to game week twenty four already. Hence the confusion. But uh, Ings was my transfer in this week, and uh, I broke him. As everyone in FPL is getting Everyone claimed. who transferred yeah. this week is making the same claim. <laughs> exact same so. claim. And uh, you know what? They're perfectly fucking entitled to. Because considering their run of form and the fact that Southampton did score two goals. It's not like Wolves kept Southampton out. They did breach them twice. And Ings wasn't involved in either. Then, uh, yeah, I think they're perfectly entitled to pretend like they broke uh, Danny Ings. But I understand, you know, you, you, you held on to him over Jimenez. I think you just broke in Southampton. <laughs> no I disagree I have McCarthy now you know he's bad yeah you've like he's bro- up. did you see him they were fucking awful against the Wolves in the second half like yeah. they like gave the shittiest goals away super penalty the The first goal they scored that Neto guy he scored a nice goal he was given all the time in the world to take the ball down on the six yard box and smash it in but I could um, say the exact same about the first half. Did you see it happen in the first half? They had a great first half. Yeah, attacking wise, they were they were very good. And it was just every time I got a goal alert, I was like, "That's definitely Danny, my boy, Danny Ings." Looked at it, I was like, "What the fuck, Shane Long scoring? How dare you?" Yeah, what? Well, I was kind of like, "Okay, Irish guy scoring. That's not a bad thing." But yeah, talk about surprise. I was like, "Well, he certainly got the assist." It was Suarez. Suarez got Cedric Suarez got a goal. Yeah, for a second I thought you were bringing back Luis Suarez. I was like, "Shit, yeah. you've got bad." I don't even know if that's Cedric. I think it's what's Cedric. 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 Yeah. yeah. Either way, European Championship winning player with Portugal. Either way, I am in a slightly better position. I got a green arrow this week, and much to you know, much similar to you, more of a non like a non-existent uh, green arrow. I moved from two to eighteen up to two ten or something like that. Do you know? I moved from two hundred eighteen up to two hundred twelve. So a 6k, a 6K. Which is fuck off. That's close to a grey arrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, a proverbial exactly. grey arrow. I knew you must have been close because real. there was only three points separating us this week and I was only a small red arrow. It's all very tight this week unless you were one of those players who had... There's some big scores out there. I've seen some 60s, some 70s and even some 80s. Good week to get a great score. Yeah. I mean, you notice those 80s and 70s because there are not too many of them out there and the people who are do who have them are fucking telling everybody on Twitter about it. So, uh, yeah, that's the one of those ones where you just have to bite your tongue and kind of go, oh, God, where were you the last two fucking weeks? But you mentioned before... So begrudging we... of people who do well. Well, that's the game. That's the fun <laughs> of the game. You're supposed to hate the other people. I hate everyone, <laughs> Jer. Yeah. I ate 7.9 million other players. Uh, but uh, what was the average this week? You know that. You... The average was 44. I was average this week. Yeah. That was my game week score. So, at least... If I got a red arrow, I'm still kind of keeping my uh, record of being above the average. It's been, 
you know, game week seven, six, seven, or eight, or something like that, since I was like below the game week average. So I'm kind of even my red arrows have been small the last two weeks. They've only been twenty thousand places. I'm all for you know looking at things in a positive light, but at the end of the season, you're not going to be going, oh look, I hit the average. You're going to be looking at the red arrow. And you're no, going, but if that was a red that week, yeah, but if my if my game week is bad, I don't. I still want it to be okay. It's bad. It's I'm getting a red arrow, but I'm not significantly below the average because that's when you fall down the rankings. Yeah, and I'm you, just kind of like treading water while I wait for one another another big green arrow that's what I'm waiting for at the moment so and with that Seamus I mean you mentioned out a load of shit that went wrong this week uh, things that you weren't happy with but if you could sum up it in a low point have you got one uh, I have a lot of low points <laughs> yeah okay. I'll I, if you'll allow me to, to air my grievances this can be your vent that you were I'm gonna sa- I'm gonna leave to last the big one yeah but I feel like the big one will be the with what we share. I think so. Yeah, and I think a lot of managers out there will share the same one. And you coverage your 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 transfers. So they yeah. gotta be a low point. Well, they're my low point. Jimenez betraying me, yeah. the Judas, after I sold him, or maybe I betrayed him. But this like it seems you like... definitely betrayed him. He didn't <laughs> so do he anything just, that he hasn't been He just been betrayed doing. me back. I kind of forgot he takes penalties. <laughs> yeah, he's their talisman. Yeah, but he doesn't <laughs> get. Braces, that's his thing. He gets one goal and a couple of bonus points, and that's fine. And Wolves looked so shoddy uh, against uh, them in the first half. Like, it was all Southampton. They and look leggy, man. Yeah, that's the thing. They've looked really tired lately. And I was like, they are the sort of team that they've started poorly in all their games this season, but they've come back into it. And I just wasn't expecting them to. You know what actually happened? I let myself be influenced by people talking on the scouts and yeah. you and other managers... <laughs> Bigging up Southampton's fucking yeah, defensive abilities. Yeah, that's right. They're everyone, fucking shit. It's everyone else's fault but the guy who's been playing the game for 13 years. Yeah, everyone's like, turn my eye to yeah. fucking Southampton's defense. They're crap. I don't yeah. know why I bought it for a minute. The same thing happens last year and every year. Defense. No, but I allow myself to trust and believe and love for a minute yeah. that they might actually <laughs> be able to kind of keep Wolves out once they took a two-goal lead. But no, they tossed it away. That's you. Like so many of us, we tossed it. La- <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, so okay, that's, so that's your that's my, wolves bit out of the way. <laughs> my second, um, my second was was Aguero, fucking goddamn Aguero. Yeah, and more I, so this ties in with Vardy. So I have Vardy, and my big grievance was Aguero. People who have moved for from Vardy to Aguero getting rewarded, whereas Aguero getting uh, Vardy getting his fucking penalty saved by Nick Pope. Mm-hmm. A, a guy who was a stable in all our teams for the first half of the season at least yeah yeah was in your team until a couple of weeks ago and I thought he was your transfer out this week and I was about to give you no. abuse so that was another low point when I came in here and realised you got rid of <laughs> they got just rid of him two weeks up, ago yeah. and I couldn't even abuse you about it it doesn't even count um, yeah so that was uh, that was another low point especially considering just the big gains that people who went that uh, Vardy to Aguero switch a few weeks ago and um yeah, I would have felt like I would have been okay if it's like, okay, Aguero's getting points, but Vardy's getting points. So you you laugh, Aguero owners, but I'm still happy. I've one transfer left used, and now it's just looking like Aguero's like much more important than mm-hmm. Vardy. But we'll talk about that in a while, I'm yeah, sure. That's the big talking point um, this week. Is but uh, that penalty miss is a big, big difference. Zero points. That nearly knocked me out of my cup. That's a 14-point swing. Yeah. And we'll get to the cup shit later on as well. But, I mean, as you said, that's the big low point, I think, for both of us this week. Before we started recording and we talked about low points and possible high points, I said there's only one low point this week. And that's 
Jamie Vardy miss or having his penalty saved, missing his penalty whatever way you want to fucking save it or say it. But uh, yeah, that was a fourteen point swing right there. Yeah, and I'd still be top of the our private mini league if uh, that had gone in, or yeah. maybe not actually because I think I'm more than seven points off. But that was a fourteen point swing in general. And yeah, it was KDB blanking uh, previous to it. Abraham blanked, which was a bit of a kind of he he definitely should have got a couple. And I saw a few people yeah. who had him as captain. And KDB should have scored as well. He smacked the bar and it came back down. That could have been an amazing goal. Yeah, there was blank. It was blank city, and it was just teed up for basically Vardy to just kind of bang in your penalty goal, get your. And I say seven, like a fourteen point swing. I'm being nice and saying one bonus points there. You add in that he got three bonus points, which he usually does if he scores. Yeah, a match winning goal, which that would have been. That would have put them two nil up. Two was it? one. I think. Oh, two one. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so there you go. He's got his match-winning goal, and there's his three baps, and that all of a sudden is uh, you know fucking sixteen bonus points. Like that. Let me ask you about your captaincy. So was it close for you with Jamie Vardy? Or was he the runaway choice for you? Yeah, that was a big question. I suppose leading up to game week twenty three was you know who do we captain? And uh, for me, to be honest with you, all week because it was to use the term bus team <laughs> it's like yeah it was like I had to set out KDB because that was my safe choice but I kind of knew I was going Vardy all week long away to Burnley Burnley had been on such a shit run of form Vardy needs and Leicester had just lost to Southampton Vardy needs to fucking bang in a goal keep his streak up I thought everything was kind of set up for him uh, and yeah that didn't fucking pan out but realistically no I think Vardy was always my kind of go to option this week my bus team captain had been Vardy all week and then early on the week, I was like, no, nah, it has to be KDB. Changed them for a couple of days. Looked at the stats. Changed it to Vardy on like the Thursday again. And changed about five times on Saturday. So it could have landed anywhere. But have you ever done a, sorry to cut across you, but have you ever done like a weird, I can't make my mind up. I'm going to just do this until the, till the you know, deadline kicks in. Uh, Eeny mini my more no, no nothing like that no because last year I did uh, I think it was when I was torn between Jesus and someone or maybe it was two seasons ago I basically just switched between the two of them and hit save switched between the two of them hit save until until the deadline game passed said game updated and yeah. I was like no I don't give a fuck I'm like I couldn't pick and I was yeah. wondering like because this year or this week as you said I saw you talking on Twitter I saw you talking in group chats it was just like I can't make my mind up I can't make my if mind up if you watched me on Twitter this week you would have seen me saying I was Captain Vardy at one stage and then singing KDB's praises at another stage but what really swung it for me is yeah we all know KDB's been playing a, a bit deeper in the last couple of games um, I didn't know what way he was going to line up this week was he going to start I knew KDB would play but was he going to play Jesus and Aguero together or was he just going was he going to bring back Sterling I assumed he would um, he was surely going to keep Mares in the team but he benched Mares, brought Sterling back in and brought Bernardo back in and d- didn't play Jesus so uh, De Bruyne played I don't know if he would have played that deep I didn't watch the game that much but he seemed to play still somewhat deep but getting forward like he always does but the thing is he wasn't getting shots off the last two game weeks and that's why I ultimately didn't want to captain him this week because I was like he's not going to get too many shots he can't be pulling off worldly assists every week. You know, he might get one. And I kind of fancied that there would be a reaction from Leicester to Pummel, who have been a terrible Burnley team the last few weeks. So that's ultimately what swayed it for me. And I decided I wanted to have my captain playing on Sunday because that's always... I've been getting a lot of my points in the, the like the Sunday games and stuff like that this season. I said, you know what? I enjoy it when I'm like, have a bad Saturday and I'm saved by a Sunday. So there was an element of that. And yeah. it so very nearly happened this week again, actually, except for he missed his penalty. See, that's an element of superstition that I 
would not recommend anyone. It's not superstition. It's just about I know I'll enjoy it more if I have my captain to play after everyone else, you know, other people are playing. Surely it only matters on who you think is going to get the most points. If you're yes, but if you can't, if you like, you don't know who's. If you're like, I think they're both going to get like eight, nine points. Then you're going to. Yeah, I still thought KDB would get an assist or so, but I didn't feel confident about him scoring, and I wanted to go with the guy who's going to score because he's more likely to get bonus. Well, I understand that, and I think it's almost uh, similar to my random uh, picks. uh, Wait till the deadline thing, in the sense that you're letting something that shouldn't really influence who you think gets the most points make your final call because you're so fucking yeah. torn between the two the one thing I, I will do if I'm torn between a player sometimes is just go with the cap, the person who's playing at home yeah captain that person. at home <laughs> yeah Bavardi was away this week I know but if oh, they're yeah, yeah, at yeah, home yeah, 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 yeah. it's harder that way yeah but you mentioned a player there and it's one worth discussing and it's uh, Riyad Mahrez he did get rested this week and I disagree with you in the sense that you didn't expect him to get rested I completely expected him to get rested because he's just played two games in a row or something like that and when did he ha- when has he ever played three yeah, and you know Pep rotation is such that this is definitely going to happen and I'm pretty sure we mentioned it in last week's pod in regards to you were saying that Mares is above the pecking order for you in, in, in terms of Sterling I think based on Sterling's blank this week and he's, you know, recent run of form. Yeah, that's been proven a bit more kind of right. I think you're probably... Yeah. It's but, more his position. He's just too far left when he plays. He is, but Mares is just not guaranteed to start. And I think this week, it's something we've said, I don't know, how many fucking 70-odd episodes now or something? Mm-hmm. And we've said this how many times? He's just rotation risk definition. Like you but he's up, 8.5, and I think... Would I do you I, have eight point five on a player that's rotation risk. Well, I think I would rather spend like the eight million kind of mark. I would rather have Martial or Madison. I think that's what I'd rather have. Maybe even Richarlison. Someone at that point, I want someone who's going to be nailed. But if I felt like going for somebody short term, the thing with Mares is you got to try and catch him like that and go boom. I'm on him for four weeks. Try and get him. But yeah. you could easily be on him for four weeks where he's only getting one point off the bench. One point off the bench doesn't play. Starts and gets seven points. You don't. Yeah. You never know. Like you could end up getting fifteen, like you did for fourteen last week. Well, I'm here criticizing people who had Maris in their team for the last two weeks, and this week aside, game week twenty two and twenty one, delivering massive ass hauls, and I'm got Deli Ali who's blanked seven of the last eight. Exactly. It doesn't really matter if he's like a dead search starter. Spurs are rubbish. I mean, this is the thing with But it matters in your team in why you pick your players. I think a yeah. bit. But I mean, it depends on are you. I'm not surprised. Trigger happy. Play. But I'm not surprised he didn't start in that sense because I'm just know what to expect from Pep. But I thought, you know, yeah, I would uh, think that he's a good shout to start. But yeah, I'm not that unsurprised. Yeah. I don't really care. He's not my team. Whatever. What did surprise me was, and again, you mentioned it, was Aguero's late goals this week. I thought I'd, you know, seen the storm true yeah. after the 88 minute mark. I don't think I've stressed that enough. It was not so much that he scored two goals. It was the fact that... Um, or like, one down yeah, for it was like minutes seventy something minutes, and I uh, I went to the toilet and I came back and he'd scored and I was like, oh, don't tell me it was Aguero, was it? Oh, he scored, and then I actually turned off the game because I was working or something like that, and I had stuff I had to do, and I checked the result and I was like, wait, it's two all? That was one all. I was like, oh fuck me, Aguero again. So I was the exact same. I left work. I had a better excuse than just turn the game off. I had to go, and uh, yeah, it was one one when I left, got home, and I was like. 2-2 I was like hold on a minute who got the oh fuck what actually happened was I saw that he had 13 points before I saw the result so I was like how's he got 13 oh no he must have scored again but I was like I didn't get an alert on my phone saying you know live score didn't tell me it went to all I think I just saw the flashes coming up saying game over I didn't realise it was a late goal so 
Yeah, look, anyone who's... Uh, fair play to those who've gone in on Aguero and not been blinded by the Game Week 24 uh, schedule, but I just don't think you well, want to get rid of Vardy. We, we can get to the fair play to Aguero owners later on because uh, I have a feeling that's going to creep up again. But, you know, we're kind of... We're, we're in the deeps right now and I like to pull us out of it. Mm. High point, hit me with that. There can only be one high point this week. Despite... And it's not even someone that's in my team. I mean, oh. I had like two double-digit scores in my team. I had like Trent with 10 and Grealish with 10. Not my high point. My high point had to be Steve Cook's save oh. in the <laughs> Bournemouth game. Look at you take it as To save uh, like Duda on his like debut. He's about to score on his debut. Up out of nowhere. He loves the keeper. Up out of nowhere comes Steve Cook to make save of the season. Push it on the post. And then remember, he's not actually a goalkeeper and he's been sent off. And they duly dispatched. There's nothing worse. Just let them score, man. But I had to say, I loved his... I didn't give a fuck attitude. I guess it just happened out of instinct, did it? I don't I don't think it's that. I mean, I'd be the exact same. If I'm like, fuck you. It reminded me of the Suarez in the yeah, South African that World was Cup. like injury time. This was in like the, the 30th minute. You used yeah. to let the place an hour with 10 men. Yeah, I don't know what fuck came over him. But I de- I'm with you. That's a great high point. Yeah, I was watching uh, that. I go on. I was like, classic Steve Cook. Yeah. that's He's in the stable, boys, as soon as he retires now. Because of that. <laughs> Yeah, that's not a bad shout. I think he's just like, I don't know if I'm wrong here, but I feel like that's his second red card this season. No, I, I don't know. France has got a red card. There's a few stage, cooks in yeah. that team as well. Yeah. Yeah. Lewis Too Cook, many so. cooks. Yeah. It's relegated. <laughs> yeah, very fucking possible with their run of form. But uh, we did see a return to form for Pookie this week in the sense of a penalty, a goal. Slotted it away, yeah. Well, that was nice to see. Kind of, I do like as the season progresses because I imagine Pookie's not going to be in the FPL next year. There's a good chance Norwich go down, and uh, you know it's kind of nice to look back at those early season bandwagons. And go, you know what? He still got it. Yeah, I like. Um, I like seeing. I don't like seeing a a, t- a team kind of get cut adrift at the bottom. You know, I like seeing kind of the bottom two or three all stay close to each other, so there's within it. So now Newcastle or not Newcastle, Norwich are kind of back, I think they're in 17 points now, so they're only, what, three points behind Bournemouth, I think, and maybe four, uh, maybe five, six points off safety, so it's all close in there. Another win, and they could get out of it, but if you think about it, they had a fucking dreadful injury crisis at the start of the season, so they're not going to be an option, but I do like seeing that they could, every so often, Cantwell, people started Cantwell this week because they were against Bournemouth, and let's face it, Bournemouth are Terrible. Cantwell's so. also gone back up to he's gone up to five million, a season high of him. Good uh, for him. What the fuck is going on? You go, Glen Coco. <laughs> you go, Glen Coco. Yeah, but before we move on, my high point this week, and it's something you've already addressed, but it was Jimenez. Yeah, as you said, he uh, he fucked you. But I finally Stop started talking first, about Jimenez. No, man, this was my only time this season, and it will. It is the only time for the foreseeable future where I turned the Jimenez screw on you. Yeah, yeah. It was like fuck you. Here's my thirteen points. How many times has that happened this season? Where it's just like boom, double, uh, double fucking goal. Uh, yeah, and you just got rid of him. And yeah, I don't think it could have worked out better because Maupe was my close runner up, and even switching. Switching a a tired and injured Rashford for Danny Ings was almost Jimenez for Danny Ings. And just by the skin of, skin of my teeth, I decided, fuck it, Rashford's out for a while. I was think. this before the Wolves game that you made the move? Or did you wait until uh, Rashford went off? In, not Was it the Wolves game he picked up the injury? Yeah, he went off early in midweek in the Wolves Cup match. Um, but I wasn't sure. They weren't really talking season ending at that stage. Yeah. And now post, uh, post uh, game week 23, Rashford's been confirmed out for at least three months. Yeah, that's a disaster. But I did have a feeling. I was like, 
gone off early after going off injured in the first match. It's like, oh, fuck, this isn't going to be good. He's not playing against Liverpool. Fuck this. You're out. Danny Ings, uh, you're in. And that's kind of the only reason I didn't get him in as out because I would have kept Rashford otherwise. He's... You arguably don't even want him for that um, Liverpool fixture anyway. Um, but the three after three of the next four after that are pretty good. But yeah, now he's not an option. So Well, if I'd known us... he was, was going to be out for the season, they would have brought up the whole Greenwood conundrum. And we talked about this again before we before we hit the record button. But what's he? He's still 4.3. Rashford's out now. You, we can kind of see where Greenwood's going to fit in if uh, if he decides to play him. He can play him on the right. Yeah, but I said this as well pre-show that I, I think he would be a great shout if I thought Ole would play him. Ole has had plenty of chances this season where, oh, he's definitely going to start Greenwood or Greenwood's got his shot here now in the next game or two because of injuries. Yeah. He hasn't given it to him. So whether that continues or whether he actually is kind of forced into doing it because of, you know, basically there's an injury crisis at United at the moment and they don't have a big enough squad that maybe he's forced to play him. But yeah, and I think he's kind of earned his way in there a bit more than we'll say like what your reference in there was maybe the start of the season, a couple of good Europa performances, United weren't really scoring goals. There was room for him then and he didn't play him. Not even then, but even kind of more like around October when it looked like he might be, he might come in because when he did come in previously, he got a couple of good runs and then there was an injury. It was like, oh, maybe he might actually start a game. Nope, keeps coming off the bench. And uh, I thought he might. I thought he might start today, but I guess it is Liverpool. So you want to just have like Martial and James, two guys with pace. They were really only playing with two forwards, and and leave it at that. Yeah, no, exactly. So another game against like Burnley this week. I wouldn't be. I fully be expect Greenwood to start this week, but uh, I agree with you. I think he was going to always approach the Liverpool game a bit more defensive, and I don't think it's a fair litmus test of what Manchester United would be post Marcus Rashford. But uh, I, what I would say is I think that will make the Liverpool double up midfield wise for those who have waited to this stage of the, the to you know just before game week twenty four set to kick off when's the deadline Tuesday? Uh, the deadline Tuesday yeah there's games Tuesday and Wednesday this week um so we got to get this pot out asap yeah pay attention to that shit and I reckon that's actually going to maybe offer a bit of an increase because if you're sitting there with Rashford and you're thinking man I could drop him to Greenwood it's five mil. I think I'd wait until I see with um, with the Burnley game. I don't think I'm going to rush in this week, but I think he could be an option if he starts against Burnley and looks good or scores. I think he'll get a glut of transfers in. I just think it's a bit of a, an escape route for people looking to get on double Liverpool midfield. But I know what you're saying. I mean, in terms of he would want to be like in my 14th, 15th player. Yeah, so my escape route ended up costing me four points this week with those transfers I mentioned. The worst thing about that is I didn't have to make it. I only thought of it after. I was like, no, I had to do it because the prices are going to go up and down and I had the exact money. Like, I, I pulled the trigger on that last Saturday or Sunday. I think you talked about it in the last podcast. Yeah, I talked about it on Monday. I'd already pulled the trigger. So it was either Saturday or Sunday I'd, I'd made the uh, transfers. But upon reflection, I was like, no, I didn't have to. I could have just easily gone for, like, Martin Kelly down to a four million player. I could have went to Brandon Williams. Yeah. Um, you know, just as bench fodder. Um, that would have freed up point three and allowed me to play Jimenez, who, you know, I didn't really want to sell against Southampton, but I thought, you know what? He's he's blank three in a row. I like I wanted to keep him from that Southampton game and now would be the right time to sell him. So coming into these next four fixtures which are bad playing Liverpool next so I think you're selling at at a good time and you got a reward out of him. But I didn't think he'd get a double haul. You know, it's just, I, I don't know. The stats were there. Like, I mean, he hasn't been looking brilliant on the eye test the last few games. And as you said, Wolves just look tired. So I do feel like maybe had I not been so gung-ho to get on the Liverpool players, I should have 
just made a move at the fringes Look, of my team. You got your Salah goal. And yeah. Salah should have got more than one today, if you ask me. Yeah, but so, I, I also don't like buying players and they're about to play my team. Yeah. I don't like backing players against United. I lost a, lot, lost a little bit of respect. Once, you, uh, that, <laughs> that was the other low light. Like one of my high points and low lights together at the same time. And I feel like scum here. I celebrated that Salah goal. Oh, you I did I actually not. celebrated goal. Well, it was 90 minutes, whatever. Like, De Gea was going up for that last minute corner. I said, like, go up, De Gea. Go on, go on. You never know. Mane, yeah, Mane's yeah, gone off. Yeah. Salah will get a goal on the break. Um, didn't go up. And I was like, fuck you, De Gea. Fuck you, Ole. Whoever says don't go up, De Gea. I feel and bad then, that you've just recorded you saying that you said I know that. I had it has to be out there because I I feel sick with myself. That was going to be my low point of the week, and I refrained from saying it. And I said, "No, I'll be honest with our listeners here. I yeah, sickened myself." I both respect and hate you a bit more right now. You shouldn't respect me. You should just hate me. Uh, fair enough. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll save the respect for. I've later. turned heel, Jer. Live on air. Heel turn. Oh fuck! But uh, before that brutal confession. You did allude to something there, Seamus, and you. Uh, it appears you know my transfers this week already. I don't know if I mentioned that to you. Because they're locked. I mean, as I said already, Game Week 24 is. No, Tuesday. I know you got rid of Ali, and I. Because, I mean, that was signposted a mile away. You have to get rid of Ali. He's been in really bad form. And uh, you said you've gotten rid of Jimenez already. And yeah. uh, I know you're eager to get in Salah, so I assume Salah came in, but I don't know what your other moves were. No, that's it. On the button, I went minus four. Uh, this week to minus four. Did you go three transfers or did you have two? I just had two. I just oh. made two. I had I had to use mine between the whole Pope Rashford and uh, now Jimenez and Ali out. It's like yeah, I didn't mind. I mean, four was like my limit. I could have made these transfers three weeks ago, uh, or not three weeks ago, three two game weeks ago. We'll say it feels like three weeks, but yeah, I could have made made these a while back. But that would have meant sitting on Salah. And uh, I didn't want to take that chance. I was, if an injury happened, I'd have been sick and I had to take a four. So I was like, fuck it. I'll take the four if I need to. I did due to price rises and drops. And uh, yeah, Salah's in my team. Him and his is gone. And I've got Malpe in my team. So guess what, McCarthy? We have the same team now. We have <laughs> an identical team. That's right. It's season first. It's not completely identical. We, we- do have different goalkeepers. Do we actually have an identical team? Oh, for fuck's sake, Ger. Which is... What made me so happy on Saturday when I realized that unless Salah went mental, and he didn't, I was going to go a couple more points ahead of you, Ugh. which moved me to 10 points gap between you and me now, and we have exactly the same team. Is it 10 points? <laughs> it's 10 I points. There were seven before this week. So, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. That's Stick down the low point list. Yeah. <laughs> The fucking week just gets lower and lower, man. Yeah. Um, I'm going to have to fucking... And my keeper, by the way, next week is playing Man City. <laughs> so who's your sub? McGovern? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to I'm gonna have to give the triple captaincy to Henderson next week because he's surely going to save a penalty and get like 12 points next week. You have no choice. And at least you know that for at least the next week or so, any gains you make on me are going to be strictly keeper related because okay. that leads us on to... Another, I think we've been pretty reserved so far. We're about 20, 30 minutes into this episode and we've yet to talk about the double game week Liverpool, which is mm. all anyone really gives a flying fuck about for the next two or three days. Um, but that really depends on what we're going to do, captains-wise. And I also feel that we're on the same wavelength there. Triple captain in play, game week 24? Triple captain's definitely in play. Let's actually... Uh, we haven't discussed this. Would we just go through our team really quick? Seems we've got the same goddamn team. You Just can. what way you're lining your team up. I mean, obviously, the captaincy can change here. Um, but I'm going in with double Sheffield United defence, which is not ideal. No. 
Um, because I obviously have like the goalkeeper, and yeah, that's uh, so I've Henderson and goals. I think I've Lundstrom start. No, I don't. I have Lundstrom on the bench. Are you going to sit here and just flap around your team, or are you going to call it out? Yeah, well, you pull up. I can't actually because my stupid fucking app doesn't. Well, <laughs> you should be doing this shit live, and I don't want to go through my fucking team player by player. But basically, we're going to have triple Liverpool, and we're going to have Trent, Mane, Salah. That yep. was unavoidable. We're both okay. going to have Vardy. We both gonna have Ings, and we have Sayonchu. So Var- Leicester have a nice game, but they're on a terrible run of results right now. They're so they're playing home. West Ham, not yeah. a bad fixture though. Yeah, so I mean, you've got Vardy and you've got Sayonchu there. You'd think a clean sheet, but Leicester just have not been keeping clean sheets lately. It's been really frustrating. I'm playing Kelly against Southampton. I assume you're probably. Gonna oh play yeah, I'm Kelly playing Kelly well. instead of Lundstrom. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. And uh, Grealish against Watford, home against Watford. So, I mean, we also have KDB together. Oh, we have the whole fucking team together. We decided <sighs> that already. But yeah. holding hands here. Yeah, no, it doesn't bother me. Ten points ahead. Yeah. You know, so. <laughs> Mape, yeah, as in Mape, the whole thing with it, as I just said, I thought Mape and Salah would outscore Jimenez and Martial over these two weeks, even though I think this is a great fixture for Martial this week as well. Uh, 100%. And uh, again, I'm sure we'll hit on this fucking later on. But before we move on, I did want to just let you know, and it's a bit of a funny story. Woke up this morning, I made my transfers late last night. I was fully sure Salah was going to rise. Woke up this morning, walking to work, thinking about what I'd done. And I was going, yeah, do you know what? I'm glad I went Dominic Calvert-Lewin over Maupe. Because I just don't want to have the exact same team as Seamus. I want to have a bit of a differential every fucking week. Got into work, sitting down for an hour. Still thinking, you know what, Calvert-Lewin, he's, he's banged a couple. Ancelotti seems to be turning everything around slowly. Working on from what Ferguson did. Grind. When the lad said to me, what did you do? I went, I'll show you my team. Refreshed it and saw Maupay. I went, oh, fuck, I actually <laughs> did go with Maupay. Oh, okay, fair enough. Uh, that's... That was my plan all along. I obviously, in my tiredness last night, went, no, just stick with what you always wanted to do. And that was Maupay to Jimenez, Jimenez to Maupay. And Jimenez's brace this week paid that off. Because yeah. in those three weeks, there's a temporary Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I, I think uh, Calvert-Lewin is a great option as well. He is. Especially with Richarlison, who's out this week. Um, you know, they've got three nice games coming up here, Everton next. Um, well, I suppose Watford away is kind of tough. But uh, Newcastle and Crystal Palace um, at home in two of the next three are good fixtures. So yeah. I'd be happy with those. I couldn't stretch to it. I had the exact budget at the time for Mape. I might roll my transfer this week because I can't really do too much positive with it. So I think unless You're I change... You're not getting Mark Noble in. But he's on penalties. <laughs> no, I'm just going to roll it. And then <laughs> I have uh, double two transfers. And I like I want to get back in that double Liverpool defence. So I think after the double game week, maybe after Southampton, you got a Sophie's choice situation. I might just downgrade one of my two Liverpool midfielders and put the money into Robertson at the yeah. back. I'm thinking, I don't know. That's another story for another episode. Yeah, I'm yeah, afraid. But, but that's where I'm going. I'm definitely playing the triple captaincy chip. Yes. I don't know who it's on. Maybe to just differentiate from you, I might stick it on Trent. I don't know. Yeah, well, I'm thinking the same. I don't know if it's going to be Salah, Trent, or Mane. I think they're all viable captain options. I think Mane is the statistically is the forerunner, just with his away record. Yeah, but uh, I do feel like playing it on Salah just because of his lower ownership, and I think it just might have boost me up the rankings a bit more. And um, I know Mane has been better away from home this season, but Salah was better away from home last season, and you can't just take a season in isolation. I think it's not a big enough sample size. If you show it over like the three seasons here, that's a bit more accurate and Salah's more than capable of scoring away from home. 100%. I think it's a bit of a flip of a coin and you talked about being torn between Vardy and KDB. 
you're going to be torn between Salah and Mane and Trent a lot more, I'd say, in the next 48 hours. Yeah. But uh, that's enough blabbing about Game Week 23. Now, we were going to leave this next section out. As I said, wanted it to be short and snappy. I feel like that's already out the fucking window. But, uh, as I said, going to leave this out. But due to some close friends of the podcast, just seeing a bit from Renegades there. I don't know if to say close, but uh, you can have that, lads. That's, that's for you. Uh, close friends of the podcast uh, asked us a couple of questions, and we couldn't skip over them. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready for the Drunk Tank. Yeah, we didn't put out the call for questions this week, but we still end up getting some uh, questions from uh, the Scully Brothers. They can't get enough of yeah. us, man. So, uh, first, uh, we'll go with the oldest brother. I think that, uh, as the eldest in my family, I uh, feel like eldest gets priority. I'm with you there, okay. eldest here. Sorry, Glenn, but Steve goes first. Um, he asked, with no Liverpool players on my team, should I play my free hit chip or my wild card or just take a minus eight, which allow me to get four free transfers in for the double game week 24. So this is our manager of the week last week, Steve Scully. And yeah, we pointed out last week, he had a great week last week with his captain Aguero, but he had no Liverpool should he take a minus eight for More. the double game week? So he has two free transfers. He'd have be able to make four transfers and like a mini wild card. Or should he just play his wild card chip or use the free hit? What do you think? Not only did he have Captain Aguero last week, but the cunt also had Aguero this week. Who got? Of course, but he didn't captain him. Did he not captain Aguero? This oh week? shit! He yeah. He so did captain my language. He did captain him. <laughs> you don't he have had, to apologize for your language. <laughs> <laughs> he did. Not have a single return in his team this week, apart from Captain Aguero. Yeah, 40 fucking He got points. 44 points, same as me. And I was like, oh, let's look at his team. It's like, wait, he'd Captain Aguero get 26 of those 44. The rest were ones and twos and threes. What fucking more do you want? Yeah, well, look, at least he has Aguero because it could have been a damn sight worse otherwise. But that's because he doesn't have those Liverpool and players. And that's the beauty of it. You actually shouted this question out to me before we started recording. Again, I feel like we're talking all fucking pre, pre-pod here but uh, you shout it out and I burst my whole laughing because to quote Deliverance that piggy's gonna get raped fuck yeah game week 25 I haven't four. seen Deliverance are you recommending that movie to I right would now? definitely recommend that movie that's it's a pig, great movie there's no pig just rape pig raping no apparently. there isn't it's okay. uh, squeal like a piggy you know that oh. reference oh it's human rape that's it, better yeah. Oh, yeah, that's there, better there, Jesus well, how low would you think I'd bring this fucking tone it's already gone way lower than I planned <laughs> fucking three minutes ago but uh, yeah no fucking he uh, no Liverpool that's amazing so do you think you should take a hit? First of all, I, yes. <laughs> first of all, don't use your free hit chip because if you've got two free, two free transfers and you use your free hit chip, you're back down to one next week. So I mean that's pointless. You've got two frees there. Make three transfers to take a minus four anyway. There's no problem with a minus four. I'd even say take a minus eight for a double game week to secure yourself. You got to think of all the players out there. The ownership of Mane and Salah. Triple captains chips are going to be used here. The effective ownership is going to be absolutely massive. Um, Definitely worth the hit. I don't know what way you can work it with your team. I don't know if you want to take out Aguero or if you want to take out Fardy. I don't know who you even have, Steve. But uh, yeah, definitely worth the hit. Use your wildcard if you need to, but you've got two frees. I think take the hit. Uh, considering that this is a rival that we're talking about, I'm going to go on record as saying wildcard. T- <laughs> we literally started this podcast so that you know we could make the p- people in our mini-league more comp- make our mini league more competitive and you know we said look we're going to give you guys good sound advice and we hope you take it and that is not why I started this 
podcast. I want, I want these birds to fly. Don't Steve, you put that on me, Steve Ricky won our mini league two years ago, and fair fox to him. First time in a decade. Yeah, but you know he's shown form, and uh, you know I want I want my little birds to fly, Jer. Yeah. Well, I don't. Fly. I want them to fall miserably to the ground like planet or tree. But uh, no, realistically, I'm with Seamus. Uh, I'd have no issues taking a hit, as I said. I'm on a minus four myself this week. It's a double game week. So if you ask me, and I know there's probably some philosopher out there that can prove me fucking wrong. I'm not looking at you, Seamus. But it feels like it's half price. Double game week, half price hits, bitch. If you're getting them in playing twice. It's Carnival. It's Carnival. It's Carnival. Oh, it's that time of the year, yeah. Yeah, no, get, get some fucking Liverpool players in there. I wouldn't be going minus. You don't need three. If you've none, just make your fucking bed. You could also show some balls and not have any Liverpool player in your team and go, oh, fuck you. I'm City all the way. You're just laughing again, Jay. Yeah. Do you honestly endorse that move? <laughs> no, I don't. No, I would have Trent in my team without a shadow of a doubt. I think regardless of a double game week, he is the FPL-wise best right back in the league by a fucking country mile. Yeah. And uh yeah, I mean Mane or Salah. If you can get if you can get three players in with three moves in a minus four, do that. Oh yeah. Okay? But you've kind of left it in such a way there that if you have to take four moves and completely rip up your team cuz you know, you've been looking at the more recent game weeks and not which focusing on that. Which has worked out to him. Which has worked out, but uh yeah, I don't know. I think I'd probably just be looking at in that position Getting one of the midfielders in, whichever one you think you want a triple captain or a captain the most, um, and then try and get in two defenders, and maybe one of them being Gomez if that's all you can afford. Exactly, there are options there. Gomez is a is a cheap enabler, or just go to Firmino or something like that. Exactly, there are options there that if you're doing something as mad as going into game week twenty four with no Liverpool players currently, then the likes of Gomez and Firmino definitely become an option. Uh, It would just be more fun to go into the double game week, I think, with a double game week player and yeah. not be shitting it for two fucking yeah, matches yeah enjoy the because enjoy, there's a week almost between the games six yeah. days so like you're going to be what shitting a brick for a week no go in enjoy the game week you know this is what we play FPL for we didn't play for games like game week 23 that was a miserable this was a miserable yeah, game yeah. week people, game week people missing penalties and all this sort of bullshit and who, who even watched that yeah. Yeah. game week 23 uh, just scrub it yeah. there's some game weeks like that that no one enjoys and the average is like in the low 40s but then there's double game weeks, man. Yeah. And that's what you want. Um, that yeah. bring, I think that wraps up Steve's question. But we do have a very special question this week. Yeah. And it's an FPL hangover first, Seamus. Have you got this all teed up? Yeah, I have this teed up right here. It's from his brother, Glenn. Okay. And uh, Glenn has sent in a question in audio format. And I fully endorse this move. And I th- I'm going to ask people to fire these into us more often. Because I, I love this. So this next question is for Glenn. I'm going to let... The man himself say it. What's up, boys? I got a question for the um, the drunk tank tonight. So, is Vardy now replaceable? And is Aguero now a must-have? Is that the story now, kid? Tell me. I want to know. Well put, young Glenn. Uh, yeah, so... <laughs> young Glenn. <laughs> <laughs> young Glenn, who's... Yeah, I, he's, he's always he's always young to me, young Glenn. Although he's already had his thirty, so yeah. I don't and know. the two youngins, yeah, who are probably now young Glens. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, Vardy, is he done? Is he done? Is he replaceable by Aguero? I think that's a very very fair question. Uh, looking at the fixtures, no, not for me. I think especially game week twenty four, home to West Ham. If he blanks that, 
then he's following that up with Chelsea Wolves City. I, I will definitely be asking questions if there's a, a two-point return from a Jamie Verdi. Seamus, you? Are you as solid as I am? I'm a, I'm a keep. Yeah, I think Verdi is um, you know better value. I mean, it depends who you're replacing with him. If you need to Aguero. get... Yeah, but I mean, saying he's saying is Aguero must have is very essential. He's asking them, I think, independently. He's asking, can you swap like yeah, for each you other? Go to Aguero? First of all, I'll address the other part. I don't think Aguero's must have. I think he's an excellent option, you know, but he's the sort of player you want to get on for periods of time when he's in good form and then get off for a few weeks. Like he didn't do anything there for a while. He was good earlier on the season at the start of the season, then went quiet. Now he's on form again. I don't think he's must have. He's. 12 million or whatever he is now 11.8 or 11.9 I like Vardy but if you wanted to go from Vardy down to get a Liverpool midfielder I'd endorse that move maybe you know for a few weeks but I'm going keeping him he could absolutely smash West Ham and it's the fear more than anything else and it's the extra transfer and he could have scored that penalty tonight had bonus they could have been you know got a second goal thereafter yeah it's hard to, it's hard to that Leicester. was a nine point return from Verdi today you might be thinking a lot, point, a lot differently yeah and Leicester the thing is though Leicester looked very poor today they didn't look great they had a couple of chances Pope the dickhead making like a great save from Verdi at one stage and the penalty as well um, so you know he could have had a couple although he was he's like that he's always on the fringes of the game until he's scoring yeah exactly that's something it was classic Verdi if he, if he put that penalty away you could almost guarantee the three bonus points but no I it sounds like you're actually a little bit uh, less secure than I am I mean I would disagree with what you said in regards to having Aguero for periods and then getting off him I think Aguero if you're having him as your striker then you're assuming that you know he's going to play every week so he's not injury prone which or injury risk which is the big issue with Aguero if you ask me is just if he's out there is replacements mm. but I mean if he's fit and firing which he fucking is right now then uh, it's just about whether you want to go City up front premium forward not like I wouldn't be getting off him I personally wouldn't be getting on him which you, I do agree with the him not being uh, a must have I think when you look at City's fixtures Sheffield United away from home this week it's not going to be as easy as uh, you know you might have thought at the start of the season Spurs away from home followed by a nice West Ham and then Leicester Arsenal their fixtures just aren't that great that's why I wouldn't think Aguero is a must have but if I was getting him in I wouldn't be getting him in to get him out yeah I'd rather have Aguero over Serling no doubt over Maris, no doubt. But I'd rather have De Bruyne over Aguero. And I just, City have been so inconsistent. The la- large part of my poor start to the season has been having two big, expensive Man City players in my team when I think it would be better to, you know, just invest the money in defence now with Liverpool's players. So I think I can spend, I can justify spending 10 million on a striker for Aguero, but then spending 11.5 or 12 million, whatever, 11, or for Vardy, I meant. Oh. But for spending that much on Aguero or Harry Kane or Aubameyang can't really justify it I'm just happy with Vardy and if he goes off the boy like I, I checked it out and Vardy's still been averaging like 1.15 points per million 1.15 for me. yeah 1.15 points per million so like anything over 0.8 I'm seeing as a success Um, I have captained him for spells in that as well and that includes the blank this week so yeah I think Vardy's proven value for money and Aguero as I said, only for spells like when you think you can captain him. Yeah. Like, don't just have him in your team all season if you're not going to captain him. Like, I feel like if Vardy blanks this week against West Ham, we'll be coming back to this question in game week 
post game week 24 and it might have a different tinge I'll tell you why because I'm not going to captain Aguero in the next whatever amount of games it's all going to be Liverpool players look at Liverpool's run of fixtures okay? but not just next five. this is a podcast for more than just uh, FPL drug so yeah. I'm saying like in the big picture of things I'm definitely going to be considering Vardy as a something I didn't think of three weeks ago three game weeks ago was is Vardy really shippable yeah if he blanks against West Ham I'm definitely thinking he's shippable yeah, maybe, but yeah, he could be shippable. I mean, I'm not disagreeing with that, but my point is for Aguero, I don't want Aguero if I'm not going to captain him. And really, in the next five game weeks, um, the only time I'd captain Aguero ahead of a Liverpool player would be in game week 26. West Ham. Yeah, and even then, Liverpool are playing Norwich. I probably wouldn't captain him. Yeah. <laughs> I probably would captain the Liverpool player. And it's worth noting that City did drop points again this week to Crystal Palace. Uh, two or you know, two two did drop two game two points. So I mean, City aren't the the six nil. What did it be? Villa six nil game week twenty two. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it's not six, like they're one. this consistent. City are back. I think Aguero got as we already mentioned a bit fortunate. And to Champions get a League's going to come back exactly. And there could be rotation. I could say the same about Liverpool, but until the league is won, I don't think Liverpool will rest too much. Whereas City could be like, well, we're not going to win the league now. We're whatever points they are yeah. behind. I think there's 16 points uh, ahead of Liverpool at this point. Ahead of Liverpool, they wish. Liverpool are 16 points <laughs> oh, ahead it, yeah, of City. No. Yeah. I think 16 with a game in hand. Yeah, and a game in hand. Yeah. So, so big, uh, big gap. And there was definitely a kind of strain of thought that suggested maybe City would play better knowing that they didn't have to, that the league wasn't on the line anymore. Yeah. I think drawing 2-2 at Crystal Palace pretty much... Quash, uh, you know, qu- quash that fucking yeah. theory. I, I think what I'm saying is I've missed the city lot of returns. Uh, well, I had KDB, but I've missed the Aguero points, and I'm not going to chase the points now. I think I'd back you up on that one. I think that brings the drunk tank to a close. A very scully edition this week, Seamus, uh-huh. which so. is appropriate because they're both drunks. Yeah, it is completely appropriate. And uh, that does bring us into the FBL Hangover Mini League, Seamus. I know I fucked it up. It should have been FBL Hangover Podcast Mini League. but It's fine. It's about time you fucked it up. I mess it up every week. Oh, I'm pretty sure. I, I'm, I'm nearly up there with you. But how's that going? Well, it's a good thing. It's actually a perfect segue because Glenn Scully is this week's Manager of the Week. Yeah, uh, he got 71 points this week with his Captain Aguero. He also had Jack G, as I'm fond of calling him. Yeah. Van Dyke. Graylish, you also like that one. Yeah, Graylish. <laughs> I've kind of come off that now. More about Jack G. Uh, Van Dijk, who scored obviously and got a clean sheet and two bonus today, stolen bonus points from uh, by uh, Allison. Allison stole the three bonus with his late assist. It was with his celebration. He also had Krull with seven points. However, his bench included Pope with twelve, so he actually made the wrong captain decision. Although on paper, goalkeeper decision. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, goalkeeper decision. Although on paper, you would think that. Pope playing Leicester is yeah. definitely the You're making that decision you know? 10 times out of 10 if you ask me. Well, you're not expecting a penalty save. No, you're not. So Pope's five, uh, sorry, seven, uh, 12 points is five better than Krull. So he lost five points there. He also benched Traore. So uh, yeah, he, he definitely had a scope to even do even better and get into the 80s had he played those players. Uh, I'll also go through the top five uh, of our mini league. Um, yeah, in five, Paul Galloway. In number four, David Grant. Number three, our good friend Cahal Byrne, who's at FPL Crypto, who's having a brilliant uh, run of late and also has uh, attributed, you can attribute that to Aguero. Yeah. Two is Anthony Clark and number one is Luke Burgess. There hasn't been a whole lot of movement there apart from Cahal moving up to third place. Yeah, so still Luke sitting on top of that tree. He's going to be a tough one to shake. But uh, weird, two Scully, you said Steve was manager of the week last week, yeah. followed up by his brother this week. What a... 
What a lovely coincidence. So that wraps up our mini leak. And this not so short and snappy pod is going to burst on true. And you know it, folks. That means it's time to get your balls to the wall. Okay, let's start with last week's results from Game Week 23. You would first pick. Can you recall your picks? Seamus, do I ever recall my picks? No. I you think can't I can't recall your picks from this week. No, I, th- <laughs> I definitely can't. But I, I think I can recall. Last week, I had first pick, you said, yes? You had first pick. I would have went with my captain, Jamie Verdi. You actually went first pick with KDB. Ah, yeah. shit, my vice captain. <laughs> yeah, so KDB got you two points. Um, when you went KDB, that left me free to pick Aguero, who I duly picked, and we all know what happened there, 13 points. Um, my second pick surprised you at the time. I went with Danny Ings. And got not, two points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Surprisingly, fucking yeah. blanking. Actually, this was the first week that he uh, made hotshot material and duly disappointed. So, fifteen points for my two picks. Uh, we already know you'd KDB is your first pick, and that left Vardy as your second pick, yeah. and that could have been so much different. Kind of had Pope just been a good little boy and let that go in. Kind of shut the bed a bit early with that, but yeah, Vardy and KDB both blanking. It was a week of blanks, though, wasn't it? It was, yeah. But I mean, at the time when KDB blanked. I was I was fist bumping. I was, so, happy, uh, I, was, I, was I was giving it a bit of ah, like, ah. but uh, then I realized this that this is an audio podcast. Yeah, <laughs> I'm shaking my fist in an aggressive manner, um, not touching myself as it may sound. But basically, I thought that uh, I was quids in. I was like, yeah, all Vardy has to do now is anything, and uh, I'm in the money. Yeah. Making moolah. And instead but he went off and got a fucking minus goddamn two. I knew it was, you, I hate saying this. You always know. I actually hate seeing my captain taking a penalty because I'm watching going, if he misses this, the swing is so severe. It's not just a four-point swing. It's like an eight-point. So I've gone from having no points. Uh, from I've had no points now when I could have had 12 yeah. or even more. It's just it's too stressful. But you got your goddamn Aguero and he got he got you to win this week. The big W for the the hot shots, right? Yeah, yeah. So the uh, yeah, it's my first hot shot win in a couple of weeks now. Um, Pock Fadas, long shots. Yeah, uh, you went Lacazette. Fucker, really? Yeah, yeah, Lacazette, uh, and I went with Mape. Oh fuck! I said so. I'd back my move uh, from last week. So Mape, even despite his best efforts, only. Got an assist and four points. Still better than your two. I'm going to count that as a win. Yeah. And Arsenal dropping points to Sheffield United this week. 1-1. One, one. And to complete the clean sweep, you green sheet. You did not clean sweep it. Yeah. I backed the Chelsea clean sheet. Reese James went off after 77 minutes with an injury, as it turns out. I don't know how serious that is. Kept his clean sheet. Chelsea lost their clean sheet late on, but uh, Reese James still got two bonus. I'm Reese James, bitch. So Reese James, yeah, eight points. Fuck you. So he went off early, got the clean sheet, and who did I pick? Uh, Ryan, Matt Ryan. Ah, uh, fucking, and he lost the clean sheet relatively late. It was what the last ten minutes again. It was, yeah, and I uh, was so delighted to see <sighs> that because uh, that was a uh, ten points for me, which could have been a completely miserable game week if I didn't have Grealish. Yeah. So yeah, yeah that was clean sweep nice. for me. So um, yeah, there's only one point separating our hot shots at the moment and your four point lead in the Pocafadas over the season is now down to two. Seamus, I think that's been a running theme of this season is me being slightly ahead when I need to be. Mm. And you have yet to overtake me. It's fine. I'll just overtake you game week 38. That's all I want to do. Yeah, that would be a sickener. Uh, yeah, so that was this week, or last week's results. Game week 24. Now, we made a rule this week because of the double game week with Liverpool and West Ham. No Liverpool-West Ham players in our, in our picks. Hot shots, puck fathers, Gary, uh, Gary Breen sheets. Breen sheets. Uh, they're all fucking done. Uh, no Liverpool 
What have you got, Seamus? You were first this week because I was first last week. Yeah, I don't think we even have to put a rule in for West Ham. I, nah, I wasn't touching yeah, those guys. Yeah. But um, it felt, you know, fair is fair. Come on. Yeah, you, could, Liverpool you could have a time. cheeky puck fighter maybe in there, but no, we... Mark Noble. Yeah, <laughs> no, let's, uh, let's rule it out. Um, yeah, which made it... Uh, there's still lots of great options this week. If this wasn't a double game week, we'd all be looking at these players. There is some. I had first pick, and I went with Martial first. Don't know why. Well, I do know why. It's because United have a great game at home to at Old Trafford against Burnley this week. Rashford is out. Martial is playing out of position. He's been in great form recently, and I expect goals. Yeah, I wouldn't say great form, but he's uh, he's he's been delivering and for his price. And as you said, out of position, boom, fits the bill. Good good choice. I was a bit sick when you picked Martial because I didn't expect him to be first on the fucking table, and I was he was cemented in my second or third pick. But no, you did. You robbed him from me. And uh, that left me with... Seamus, you're going to have to point that thing at me. Not that thing. The <laughs> the uh, the notebook. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I went Put with... That away. Who the fuck did I go with, Seamus? I can't make head nor tails of your handwriting. There's... HS. How am I supposed to know that sense for hot shots? <laughs> <laughs> oh so, HS, I've gone for Jamie Vardy. Yeah. He's, okay, so I picked him first, or no, actually fourth last week. He's he's my first pick this week, and my second pick. I did originally pick Aguero, but as I've said already, Man City rotation has me fucking flummoxed. Flummoxed. That's a great use of the word. So I've gone with Mister Reliable, KDB, Kevin, as you call him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I've gone with Vardy and KDB. I think Vardy, as I said there, at home to West Ham, I'll be severely critical of him if he comes out of this with a blank when you look at his last few uh, you know game week returns so I'm really putting my fucking eggs in him kind of just proving uh, proving us right and maybe delivering a brace this week and KDB is a Mr. Reliable fucking city Sheffield United hit the bar this week crazy passes why wouldn't you pick KDB yeah um, you didn't cause I, I didn't hope <laughs> that he's rested this week in Aguero plays I don't think that would be hilarious yeah it's very possible but I think KDB is fucking essential Seamus actually I would actually love if Aguero didn't play this week and Jesus played personally which is um, what I think will yeah. happen yeah. <laughs> that would maybe be they'll both play but I think we're seeing Jesus on a Wednesday night or whatever night city you're playing yeah um, yeah good picks um, won't give out about either of those so the both picks I've gone for the second pick here is Son neither player is in my team um, kind of picking Martial because I just sold him, so I kind of feel strongly he probably will score and make me look like a fool. A fool! But Son against Norwich at home for Spurs. Spurs are bad, but Norwich are bad also. And I just reckon um, they are going to pick up a couple of wins here yeah. and there. And it's going to be games like home Norwich where they're going to do it. And uh, he's their best player. He's still playing out the left. Doesn't bother me. He's still class. Yeah, because he's not in your actual team. It would definitely bother you if he was in your FPL team. But it's not too often that you throw out a fourth uh, hotshot pick and I'm going, fuck, missed that one. Mm. And yeah, no, I think Sun is... Uh, I would have gone... I would have definitely had Sun in my in my picks if I'd, if I'd been as shrewd as you, Seamus, and I didn't. I think it's a good pick. As you said, Spurs are... They have to get the fucking... The show back on the road and... Why not this weekend? Yeah. Norwich are conceding. But that's our hot shots. Puckfathers. I had first pick of Puckfather, and I'm pretty happy with my Puckfather this week. Mm. I originally wanted to look up Greenwood, even though I knew he wouldn't be under 5%, but I was like, fuck it, we'll look it up. 12.1% the cunt's owned by you. That's one, over more than 1 in 10 teams has, has Greenwood. Didn't realise how fundamental he was to certain team structures. 
But uh, that did leave me with a very clear option, and I'm happy. Juan Mata. Juan Sheet is all that you need. Juan Mata is all that I need. And uh, yeah, 0.4% owned. Came on for the last 15 minutes against Liverpool. He's had some pretty decent performances in a. He's played well. In the la- yeah, he played well against Liverpool for what we saw of him. And in the last two weeks, he seems to. If you'd l- allow me to indulge for a moment, Seamus. As you mentioned, Vardy struggles against teams that sit deep, as Burnley did this week. I think Burnley are going to sit relatively deep at Old Trafford as well. And I think it's going to be something like Mata's magic that unlocks him. Because that's what they've been missing this season. Something that will just tear apart the defence. So I'm putting my fate in him. And maybe I'm just trying to see United bounce. But I'm all one man of this week. I think it's a great pick. said it to you earlier uh, when you picked him. Kind of wasn't, it was a surprising one. But the more I thought of it, I was like, yeah, definitely. Um, the Burnley are going to sit deep. They're not going to come in and try and attack United. At least if they do, I'd be very surprised. It'd probably help United more. United have had problems picking the lock and tight defences that come and set up defensively and park the bus at Old Trafford. These are the games one Mata is made for. He's looked very good lately, as you alluded to, but the game against Liverpool tonight was not the sort of game he's good in. He hasn't got the legs to get around the pitch. Great five-a-side player, but he's good at whipping in balls. He's got an assist there last week. Two assists, did he, or just one? Two, two. Um, was it a goal and assist? No, he didn't get a goal. Um, he set up Rashford anyway. Uh, I know that much. And yeah, he's uh, he could be a great pick. And if United do get a couple of goals this week, which I think they will, because I don't rate Burnley at all, Mata could well be involved. Uh, no, I was pretty happy with my 0.4% pick, <clears throat> but you've outdone me. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I have. 0.1%. Yeah, this uh, gem, yeah. Turkish gem. Cenk Tosin. It's pronounced delight, Turkish delight. Turkish delight, yeah. yeah. Well, if he does anything this week, I will be delighted. Um, new boy for Crystal Palace scored on his Crystal Palace debut against none other than Man City. Title holders. Looked pretty good. He was kind of playing on the right a bit, but he was getting forward, um, you know, when they, because uh, they mostly counterattacked and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I, I like the fact he scored on his uh, first start for them, and I think he's going to play. He's going to be buoyed by that goal. Yeah, yeah. they're playing Southampton, and. Um, yeah, now I still just think Southampton's defense, defensively are rubbish again after yeah. what I saw in the second half against Wolves. And yeah, Crystal Palace are pretty tight defensively. Yeah, I am, I'm just going to back him. I think he's a good puck fodder pick. Bit there, of a risk. there are two fucking odd puck fodders that I would not have guessed at the start of the season. Juan Mata and Cenk Tosin, uh, both less than 0.5% owned. But I'm happy that we're going into game week 24 with those as our puck fodders. I will criticise you, however. I do think you're wrong about the clean sheets that Southampton are, are capable of. And uh, Alex McCarthy is going to gonna bring me to the top of uh, any of the leagues I need to be. But that does bring us to our green sheets. Yeah. And we'll you can guess continue. Pick, you can continue. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have for. first pick this week. I didn't have first pick. But I do disagree. I think Southampton... Took their foot off the fucking pedal on Saturday against Wolves, but they look pretty solid. And even if they don't keep a clean sheet, I fancy McCarthy to make a bunch of saves because they're just going to collapse uh, to get that goal. And I've gone, yeah, McCarthy, he's my green sheet this week. I think nil all is a very likely result in that game, to That's be honest. What I always go but, for. Uh, I'm going to back my boy Chen because if he does get the goal and it's 1 0, he's in the bonus. Fair enough. Um, yeah, not a bad shout in fairness about McCarthy there. Plus, great name. Is he 4.4 now? You've written in your book as well. He's 4.4, yeah. Um, my, pick, my pick is also 4.4. And it's a player I nearly went with two weeks ago. And I went with Roman Sice for Wolves instead. Depressing me. I went with 
this week, Colgate, as said, I'd first pick. Everton have a home game against Newcastle. That seems like a banker. Every time I pick Newcastle, a team playing Newcastle, Newcastle invariably scores, so I'd probably just jinxed it. But uh, again, got a clean sheet last uh, in game week 22, and then got an assist this week to get something like seven points. So had I gone him instead of Sykes, I would have played him this week as well over Lundstrom, who's obviously playing... Who were they playing? Arsenal? Arsenal I didn't yeah. have to double invest in that. I would have been happy with just my um, my Henderson and goals. So I would have definitely Everton played... Option, Hull, yeah, yeah, I definitely would have played Holgate. Um, would have got some points. And yeah, I could be could be ahead of you over those two if I just had that. The other player I could have got, by the way, was Cathcart, you know, for Watford, who again has kept back-to-back clean sheets. Who? So I've just basically been making bad decisions the last couple of weeks, and that's the result of my red arrows. Yeah, but Seamus, I've been honest with you, looking at the decisions... Okay, the size one is a bit of a curveball. I wasn't expecting you to just throw a, f- a player that you haven't mentioned <laughs> once in this season's uh, episodes but to get him in your team. I was like, are you kidding me? You haven't even... I did mention him last week. He was my Last week, shoes. after you transferred him in. But, like, the week you got him in, like, that was the first I'd even heard of Sice. I had to just double-check his minutes. I was like, this cunt, where is he coming from? But, uh, yeah, no, I, uh, you know, if 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 uh, fucking ands and butts were candy and nuts, James, that's the way I look at it. That's beautifully said. <laughs> thank you. And I think we'll wrap it up there, folks. I'd like to thank everyone for listening, and I really hope you enjoy your double, ga- double game week 24. If you want to reach out to us, you can get us on Gmail at fblhangovergmail.com You can also reach us on the Twitter fretboards at fblhangover, Seamus. I'm at fpldrunk, and you can follow my musings on who I'm going to triple captain this week. I'm pretty sure I'm going to be changing my mind all week. I'll be following it very closely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, again, enjoy your double gaming, lads. No matter what happens, just have a bit of fucking fun. Yeah, and may your arrows be green. God bless!